0: there's a new headline in the news called people who healed from COVID have really bad symptoms that are continuing. They've got everything from depression and anxiety to heart palpitations, to fatigue, to insomnia. They're tired and they can't sleep. They've got all sorts of issues going on and they're saying that this is the next phase of COVID. Now, the funny thing is besides, even if you didn't have it badly, if you just had a mild case, you still can get end up with some of these symptoms. Well, what's really going on? Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum has been treating people with chronic fatigue syndrome for decades. And he says it's actually the same thing. It's your body reacting to the virus. So COVID is not unique in the viral world. That's why I've got Jake on today to tell you what you need to know and how you can get over this. I'm Sarah Heiner, and this is the Bottom Line Advocator podcast. Don't forget, rate and review us and share, please, so that we can get more people healthy and back on. Hey, it's good to see everybody. Um, We are going to talk today about post-COVID fatigue syndrome. And not just fatigue, but there is a, a huge percentage of people that are having an array of symptoms after they've had COVID. Whether they've had it serious in the hospital or whether they've had very mild symptoms, this doesn't seem to be discriminating. There's something else going on that we need to understand. And people who are having it and getting over their COVID need to understand what they can do and what the, what, what's going on in their bodies, how to protect themselves and how to heal. So that's where we're here today. Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum is going to join me in just a second. I'll do my usual reminders for you. Um, put your comments and questions. If you have questions for me or for Jake, put them in the um, comment box on here and someone will be feeding them to me. So if I'm looking down, it's not because my kids are texting me, it's because I'm getting information um, to be able to talk to you all and um, we do have a growing library of these conversations you know they're all on there they're all either in um, the facebook page the bottom line Ink facebook page or they're on our youtube page go ahead to our youtube page which is bottom line inc's um, youtube page and we've got all the videos i've been doing um on the facebook lives. we also have hundreds of other videos that we've done through the years interviews i've had done with other great experts on all sorts of topics so you should go check that out as well um and let's see what else do I have anything else to tell you about tell your friends okay tell them to come come here uh let me also remind you of one other thing we have I'll have somebody uh, put the link into the the chat box as well we have a great download um a free download about boosting your immune system you know the biggest thing and best thing that you can do for your body and your health with covid the coming flu system season no matter what it is is have a strong immune system. So we put together a booklet of some of our greatest little tips and articles. Your doctor may or may not be telling you, we're guessing they're not talking to you about how to boost your immune system. So these are some great simple things that you can be doing to be sure that you are the strongest that you can be so that you don't even have to talk about post flu, COVID or anything else syndrome. Okay, Um, let's bring Jake on. Hey there.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Uh, all right. Let me t- tell them how great you are, because I always like everybody to know how great you are and know where to <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Jacob Teitelbaum um, is a board-certified internist. He's a holistic physician, so that he plays. You go both ways. You do a little bit of mainstream, and you do the, the entire concept of our whole bodies, not just reductionist. Look at a body part. You look at the whole body. Um, He's a nationally known expert in the fields of chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, sleep, and pain. Oh, by the way, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Um, The author of numerous books, including The Fatigue and Fibromyalgia Solution and Real Cause, Real Cure, which is available at the Bottom Line Inc. website. It's an awesome book. You should all go get it. Um, And he also has an amazing app, which if you don't have it on your iPhone or Android, it's a free app. Dr. Jake, does all sorts of stuff because he, like like me, wants the world healthy, and you really want people to, to be advocating and knowing the best that they can. Um, so this is a, an app called Cures A to Z. It's fabulous. It's like an encyclopedia in your hand of major ailments and what you should do about them and definitions. And it's super, as I said, it's free, great information. So download that onto your Android or iPhone. Um, Jake, there's there's not a website, though, that you like people to go to for you.
1: Uh, Vitality101.com is chat full of information. In fact, for those of you with post-COVID fatigue, uh, there's a three-step thing, go through that. It will walk you through what you need to do to get well. And they don't have have to listen to us. No, and uh, the (laughs) information is all free. But we can organize it all for you today and point you in the right direction because the thing that people need to know is that post-COVID fatigue and persistent symptoms, this isn't at all a surprise. This was expected from the very beginning, and it's living up to its expectations. Uh, what's important to know is that it's very, 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 very treatable. It's just that most physicians have not been taught anything about post-viral chronic fatigue syndrome. They're just not familiar with it. So they, you go in, they've told you you're anxious, you're depressed, uh, whatever. That you're you know fill in the blanks. Um, no, <laughs> you may okay. have those also, but you've got to treat the underlying process. We will teach you how today.
0: Yeah. So let's break that down. I was joking. We'll, in fact, we'll put a link to um, that article into this chat as well, so that people can easily find it, um, the, article, your, the article that you wrote. Um, so let's start there actually, because you said, I was going to ask you about, there's so many things that people have talked about COVID, you know, their toes are turning colors and the, you know, loss of all sorts of funny symptoms that have become under the microscope. And now post-COVID symptoms and symptomatology, um, they're also, it's also talked about like it's the first virus to do that. So it's not, right? So this is standard fare for a lot of viruses. Is that Correct.
1: We have seen that for dozens. If you look at the MERS or the avian, the SERS, uh, just look at infectious mono. About 15% of people who get infectious mono have persistent post-viral fatigue. There are literally dozens of infections that trigger the same process. This is not something new. This is just stuff we've seen before, but it is getting attention because it is COVID.
0: Well, and it's a significant number. I saw a stat of one in three people that have something that, that are having persistent symptoms. You just told me of another number that was even higher, fifty or fifty-five percent, ten weeks it's 55%, later.
1: Fifty-five percent. In the study that just came out last week, fifty-five uh, percent of people ten weeks later were still symptomatic. And my guess is that it'll finish out if you're looking six months down the line that about 15% of people who had symptomatic COVID will have post-viral chronic fatigue syndrome that needs to be addressed.
0: So when you say that um, they've got symptoms 10 weeks later, are they still having symptoms from the sickness itself, like a difficulty breathing and that kind of thing, versus some of these symptoms of post-COVID fatigue um, and other ailments are not necessarily what they suffered when they were sick? they had the breathing issues they had you know they got over that because a lot of people didn't even have it, a serious case of it they might have had a mild case i had a, ran into a friend of mine he had a re- he was sick for a couple of weeks but not horrible and now afterward he got walloped with anxiety and depression horrible yes. horrible horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. so that's
1: not surprising right. because research is showing and th- uh, that the severity of the illness is not what determines if you get this it's just some people have trips a circuit breaker. Um, and we we're talking before and you're talking about this guy being one of those kind of world shaker kind of guys, you know, yeah. master of the universe.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and when I had the post-viral fatigue, because uh, that knocked me out of medical school and left me homeless when it triggered my CFS and fibromyalgia, it was in the context of an amazingly stressful situation, a period. Med school was like this leisure activity I was doing compared to the chaos, my family was going through a meltdown and I made the mistake of trying to be the peacemaker um, <laughs> yeah, while yeah, paying yeah, right. my way through medical school. So right. working full time to pay my way and the whole thing. Um, so it's the context of high stress with the virus is more likely to trip a circuit breaker. So the master of the university described as a perfect candidate.
0: So is it so, because it's interesting, again, the, there are people that have been extremely sick in the hospital that are fine no mm-hmm. no lasting symptoms at all and then people like this friend of mine who were not that sick that are having very serious so that it's are there are there other things that are going on in the environment of their body that are making one person or another vulnerable to lasting Probably. symptoms
1: so again we're talking about this illness when it trips a circuit breaker called the hypothalamus, a major control center in the brain. That's what post viral chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia are. And your body doesn't distinguish between emotional stress, physical stress, infectious stress, hormonal stress, nutritional stress. It's all stress on the body. So if somebody has a background of candida overgrowth. And a very high pressure job, or you know, marriage is failing, and they have nutritional deficiencies, poor diet. All of these things add up, and it's like when you you know you can plug in any one thing and the circuit breaker's fine. You plug in eight of anything, and off it goes.
0: So, are there? If we go down the list of mm-hmm. symptoms, you know, there are things that people, the complaints, and the list is really long that people are complaining about. Um, how many of these are post COVID chronic fatigue versus Um, the remnants of heart heart damage or kidney damage or lung damage. So, you know, I'm seeing fatigue, chills and sweats, achy joints, achy, you know, just achy, um, racing heartbeat, brain fog, a lot of brain fog and distraction, hard time concentrating, um, depression and anxiety, as I said, and then damaged hearts, lungs, and kidneys. So do all of those fall into this, this chronic fatigue or is most of that chronic fatigue and then hearts and lungs we need to deal with a little bit on the side?
1: Well, the kidney thing, fortunately, is less common. That tends to clear itself. It doesn't cause any symptoms. Uh, it's just the blood test shows that it's off, and that hasn't been as big of a deal. Uh, the cough can be persistent from the virus. Uh, fevers and chills, perhaps, persistent from the virus, although it can be both. Um, the fatigue and insomnia, pain... Uh, brain fog, these are predominantly the symptoms of the chronic fatigue syndrome and, and fibromyalgia. The anxiety and depression, both.
0: So okay. it goes both ways. Okay. And we're going to break down all of that. So one more question, just in general. So it's a little bit scary um, that are these mm-hmm. symptoms, is this forever? We'll, we'll, is this going to be one of those viruses like um, Epstein-Barr, you know, like mono, like Lyme disease, which is a little bit different? but you know, like some of those other diseases that actually stick with you forever um, and can kind of reactivate and hit you up again? Um, or is this, will people get through this with some diligence and with you know your guidance in terms of what they can do to rebuild their body? Um, so is it a, a short-term or long-term? Long
1: well, I hear the numbers. If you take a look at uh, post-viral fatigue, uh, a good percent of people, again, think of it as tripping a circuit breaker a good percent of people the circuit breaker will come back on within about a year of rest and nutritional support just on their own but a very big chunk the circuit breaker only comes back on if you turn it back on. so in the first year there's a good bit of recovery spontaneously year one to five much less so after year five spontaneous recovery is rare um but in our study, um, our placebo-controlled study, we had people who had added for 40 years, and you turn the circuit breaker back on, everything's working just fine. Chronic so,
0: fatigue, not COVID for 40 years.
1: Well, not the COVID, but right. again, the post-viral fatigue. Yes, yes. And it, I don't care if it's post-viral from, and post-infectious from literally dozens of infections, you trip the same circuit breaker. It's a related process, yes. except for some of the cough the sum of the shortness of breath. Um, Those kind of things may be a little more specific to COVID, and we'll talk about how to address those.
0: So conceptually, people need to think about this, that they're rebuilding their bodies to strengthening the whole mechanism of their body, which is why the doctors may or may not be able to be giving them this kind of advice, because they don't know how to build the human, I'll call it.
1: Your doctor is going to be clueless right. about this. And just simply put. If you take a look at chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, eighty-four percent of people who go in without illness, the doctor has doesn't even know the word fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome. Right. They say you're depressed or whatever.
0: They give you painkillers. Um, they give you antidepressants. They give you
1: they, they give you Prozac
0: you
1: know, and one of the cousins and, and say, on to the next one. Um, and they imply to your family that they're crazy. It's, they're not bad doctors. They're just simply not trained in this condition. Holistic doctors are much more likely to be familiar mm-hmm. with these things. Um, I do treat people from all over the world. That can be done by phone. Um, so again, it's not that difficult to treat. What you need to do is find somebody familiar with treating it. Your doctor unless they're very remarkable. Uh, most of them have no idea.
0: Yeah, okay, well, let's tell them how to get better. All right, mm-hmm. so first off, I think let's, let's first identify, because you and I always talk about that there's a difference between fatigue and chronic fatigue fatigue. Mm-hmm. And that some people may, be, may have gotten better, but they may just be fatigued. Um, or does that matter? Do they still need, should they still treat the same way as if, because this certainly isn't gonna hurt anybody.
1: If It's not going to hurt anybody, and it will help your body recover. But the thing is, there's fatigue from normal excess stress. You're working hard. You're going a marathon. It's a good fatigue. Your body is saying, yay, okay, we did a job well done, and now let's rest. But a week, two weeks later after resting and the problems persisting, you know that that's not normal. Um, so you give your body a week or two to rest. But if it's persisting, it's time to, to give what we call the shine protocol to optimize energy. And we'll go through a number of things that you can do, just simple ways to start today that can make a big difference.
0: Okay. So let's, um, let's talk about what those are. So fatigue was insomnia. Um, you've talked about fatigue. Hold on. Let's start Let's start that question again. <laughs> um, what other symptoms so all these other symptomatologies we talked about so fatigue chills blood pressure blood pressure and racing heart again those are that, that is connected to the hypothalamus it's not connected at all to the heart disease do people need to double check that they don't have any other things going on check with a cardiologist check for any other secondary infections that they might have as well
1: always a good idea you know if you're having shortness of breath and palpitations absolutely go and see your family doctor or the cardiologist and what they'll tell you is that you imagine uh, some post-COVID injury to the heart. Uh, they may do a couple thousand dollars worth of testing, which will add nothing. <laughs> Except saying, yeah, there's
0: a, the right, right. there's
1: a little spot here, but check it out just for the peace of mind. But here's what I would do. Uh, number one, if I had shortness of breath, I would invest 25 to $50 in a good pulse oximeter. You can find a hundred of them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. This little clip you've put on your finger, it will tell you what percent uh, of your blood uh, ox- is at maximum oxygen. So basically, um, you want that number about 95%. And now again, I'll warn you, there are some pulse ox, I got one that was two and a half, three 3% lower That it should be. And as a doctor, I recognized that and tossed it and got another one. Um, but basically, you want it to be at least 95%. With exercise, it shouldn't go down more than 1%. Uh, in fact, it often will go up. But if you're finding you have the fingertip pulse ox, you're sitting at 93%, you walk, you're going down to 90%, you have a problem with the lungs, and that's from the uh inflammation in the lungs, a little bit of a but the nice thing is a study came out a few weeks ago showing that lung inflammation heals up so what you do for that is you go ahead and make sure you're getting plenty of antioxidants Uh, i would do n-acetylcysteine i would do something called clinical glutathione two under the tongue twice a day Uh, the antioxidants can have a dramatic benefit with healing the lung and the heart tissue and the brain tissue. Uh, That simple regimen I think is good for everybody just to start with to heal up the effects of the COVID. And
0: N-acetylcysteine you'll see is NAC on the bottle. Correct. And
1: I would go with 2,000 milligrams a day, which also, by the way, helps a lot of the psychological symptoms over time so all of these things give it a few months but it really speeds the healing process in terms of the palpitations and heart symptoms um the antioxidants help but again it's unless you had a overt heart attack uh, with the virus the injury i would think of it more as stunning the cells rather than damaging the cells So the cells are stunned and they're getting a bit twitchy and get the palpitations. Increasing magnesium intake, uh, 200 to 400 milligrams a day, um, ribose, coenzyme Q10, acetyl L-carnitine, those simple things can dramatically increase cardiac function. If you get to Cure's A to Z phone app and look up heart disease, simple recipe there, give it six weeks, massive. Improvement. i see people who have been given a congestive heart failure death sentence. You know, you're dead in two months. Um, I put them on this. I get emails two years later. You saved my life. You know. So this
0: this heart tissue damage is short term. This isn't like this isn't long term. Your heart tissue can heal.
1: Heart and lungs both.
0: And on the on the app, just to remind everybody, this doesn't say COVID related heart symptoms. This I think it says heart disease on there or heart something. It's a more generic category that it's in. Um, you also mentioned actually something on that called Hawthorne. Is ha- should people take Hawthorne for part of this?
1: The Hawthorne is in more severe cases okay. and magnesium orotate. So it lists it in kind of the order
0: A okay.
1: preference. For me, what I would do is take the energy revitalization system, uh, vitamin powder, I take the shine ribose, coenzyme mm-hmm. Q10, acetyl L-carnitine, uh, those four Really, for most people, are going to do it. And after about six weeks, they're going to be feeling a lot of improvement. Um, and then we talked about the things for the antioxidants. The vitamin powder has a lot of the antioxidants, too. So this is uh, NAC and glutathione will be in addition to that. Uh, for the brain inflammation, there's something made. There's a medication called by Let's compound. Let's
0: hold up on the brain for a second. Let's, because there's. I want to talk later about the brain injury versus the brain, the emotional stuff. Let's jump okay, because so let's let's jump back to the basic the chronic fatigue and let's talk about your shine. I love this shine because I'm shiner. Um, your shine protocol for chronic fatigue and the whole because that encompasses so much of the symptomatology. So um that's a five five piece thing. Number one, shine sleep. S. Yes.
1: If, uh, again, our double blind placebo controlled study of people with overt and severe chronic fatigue, syndrome of fibromyalgia, showed that optimizing S is sleep, H is hormones and hypotension, low blood pressure, I infections, and nutritional support, and E is exercise as able. Not too much. You're going to crash and burn. But just enough to stay conditioned. Go for walks as able. Um, That resulted in an average 90% improvement in quality of life. Uh, And with 91% of people improving. So this is proven in the research. This is very, very treatable. You do this, once you're feeling yourself in nine months, the circuit breaker comes back on and most of the supplements and medications can disappear and you're off and running. Um, So optimizing sleep, uh, there are natural remedies uh, like the revitalizing sleep formula, terrific Zs. Those are two nice herbal mixes, Uh, melatonin, can be very helpful and melatonin helps the COVID as well. Uh, helps the immune system. So I would go with five milligrams of melatonin at bedtime. Uh those simple things, magnesium can help sleep. Uh for medications, um uh, well tracido- those somebody's
0: having um insomnia, right? So there's you know not having great sleep and then they're just you've talked about characteristic of chronic fatigue where you're waking in the middle of the night. Like is it is there a difference if they're falling asleep? So that are these these are things that will help their the, that waking cycle as well it'll just overall help them sleep better
1: yes you have two components well, more than two but the two main ones are falling asleep or initiating sleep and for those things like the ambient can be quite helpful although they have their concerns for maintaining sleep uh, a lot of things cause that two in the morning waking um you'll see things like hormonal things like low estrogen progesterone testosterone if people are in perimenopause or men and women as they hit 45 and beyond um you'll see things like candida if you have nasal congestion uh post nasal drip uh gas bloating diarrhea constipation candida will cause night sweats a big one here would be drops in blood sugar so if you find that you uh, wake up wide awake with the start have a protein snack at bedtime eat a hard-boiled egg or two or two three ounces of meat or cheese give that two three nights of having that protein Protein, 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 not carb snack at bedtime and see if that takes the edge off the middle of night waking. That's diagnosis and treatment all in one. Uh, and some people get acid reflux. So there are a number of things, but just the circuit breaker itself being flipped off uh, makes two to four in the morning waking is very common. And the herbals, the herbals can help both falling and staying asleep. Uh, um, the medications, trazodone, neurontin, uh, flexural, well, there's over 30 of them I'm that are. shocked that you stayed. recommend
0: this because they're they're pretty powerful stuff so
1: they're pretty benign and safe in the proper dosing
0: so how do you go so what do people do because all this stuff the magnesium the revitalizing sleep formula melatonin that they can get on their own do it do it by themselves should they try it on their own without the prescriptions
1: yeah I I
0: and then if they're still suffering
1: here's my legal disclaimer Huh? Thou shalt automatically see your doctor for any problem, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> okay. So that's. Well, that's, you
0: know, there's I, the old. everybody has I to am. check with their doctors before you start taking this stuff because we don't know what everybody's and, individual health challenges are.
1: Exactly. And right. you go to the doctor right. and say, what about these vitamins and minerals? And like, Well, that there stuff is all quackery. I say, well, how about these studies? Right. I don't have time to look at those studies. And the next right. person says, well, you know, this, this, right. how about this stuff? And he says, I've never seen any studies that natural stuff works.
0: Right. You can take chamomile out. tea. It's fine. Tens it of won't thousands hurt.
1: of them. God bless them. So if you go to ask a doctor about the natural stuff, right. you're going to get their religious party line that they've been taught by the pharmaceutical industry, which is all oh, quackery I need to protect you from. Yeah. God bless them. So, you know, but you want to make sure there's not something else serious going on. So see yeah. your doctor. But I'm not saying natu-
0: more, more way of it. So now they go in, though. They're saying, okay, so I tried the chamomile, the magnesium, it worked, but I'm still kind of waking. I'm still having a hard time getting yep. a good solid or I'm still waking up tired right yep. um so now you're saying talk to your doctor about a prescription because you like that as a i'll call it a crutch right it's so something
1: add, to support sleep so your body right. can heal right. and again so this is not a forever
0: recommendation this is a till, till your body heals thing you're not going to take it on forever
1: Not forever, no. And we're not talking about the 300 to 450 milligram daily usual dose. That's where I'm
0: going. That was my next question, to to talk to them about... 25 to 50. Right.
1: And tell them, you tell them, can I try trazodone 25 to 50? Can I try Neurontin uh, 100 to 300? Can I try flexural 2.5 to 5? You can go in and say, well, I heard that these can be helpful for sleep for post-COVID. And those three medications, Gabapentin, they may fuss a little bit. The others... Sure, here, make you happy, get you out of my think office, you off you go.
0: Think of gabapentin like it's uh, going out of style. For-
1: gabapentin, <laughs> I think, is a very safe medication. The issue Which with is the gabapentin... For anyone that doesn't know. The problem is when combined with narcotics at high dose, Anything that suppresses breathing can increase the risk of overdose from narcotics. So, I don't care if you're taking galvapentin or probably Benadryl or any of those things. And the Benadryl is reasonable here, too. Um, but in real life, I mean, if some people have side effects, to stop it.
0: So but in terms of, of the actual risk, it's modest. As you can tell, I'm always very nervous about medications. I take them as rarely as possible. So, I like to have people be as conservative as they can. Um, yep. Are any of these on the on Trazodone, dorotin? Uh, what's the third one that you keep mentioning? Gabapentin.
1: Are gabapentin. They flexural. Flexural.
0: flexural. Are, mm-hmm. are any of those, do you start, or one of those safer than the others or lower dose or less? I black. think Tlacidone okay.
1: followed by Gabapentin followed by Flexural.
0: Okay. And right. for
1: those who want, from a natural point of view, the hemp oil, and I'm, but I'm very picky. The one I use is called Hemp Select because mm-hmm. there's a lot of quality issues. That can be very helpful for sleep three to five capsules of bedtime, but that's pricey. It's just a bucket a capsule, where the medication is 10 cents a piece, you know. So usually I much, 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 much prefer natural. But mm-hmm. a lot of the population I'm treating, they're wiped out financially because of, of the, they can't work in the illness. Right. And I do need to keep in mind, you know, we'd like to go naturally, but for those whose budgets are very tight, this is a situation where it might be worth if your insurance is covering it especially.
0: Got all right how about sleep hygiene and kind of the basic other habits of sleep does that make any difference in this case or not so much because your body is so short-circuited it, it's
1: it makes a difference always but it's not a big deal this is not a sleep hygiene issue this is the sleep center's not working right. So it's, of course, use proper sleep hygiene. You can look online. You look at my Front Fatigue Fantastic book. You look at Real Cause, Real Cure. You'll see in all these places, you're going to find sleep hygiene. Mm -hmm. Yes, do that. But this is beyond a sleep hygiene issue.
0: Okay. Let's talk about H, hormone balancing. Mm
1: -hmm. So you're tired, achy, weight gain, cold, intolerant. I don't care what your thyroid blood tests show. The blood tests are normal in over half of people who have low thyroid and need it uh, the it's just how we interpret the testing is a disaster tired achy weight gain cold intolerant you deserve a trial of desiccated thyroid by prescription uh, do you get hangry which is irritable when hungry very very common in post-viral that's from low adrenal that's a stress handler uh, from the that same sleep control center called the hypothalamus that controls sleep controls your hormone systems and especially the adrenal. So that irritable when hungry, low blood pressure or fluctuating blood pressures, um, all of these can be, uh, will, but will trigger adrenal fatigue, but hangry. And if you're not sure, ask your spouse, do, you, do I get irritable when hungry? And if they go, you got your answer. Um I, for that, it's very simple increase salt and water, cut back sugar. Uh, there's a supplement called Adrenoplex, which is outstanding and will smooth out the adrenal over a couple of days. And I'll use something called Smart Energy System, uh, which also supports adrenal function. So it's a mix of six different things. Each of these has like my six different things that support adrenal function and energy overall. Um, and you'll know. Usually within two weeks, but certainly within a month, you're going to see the effect, most often, even a day or two.
0: Got it. Okay. Um, And infections. So you said it's important to talk about, we've talked before a little bit about making sure there are no secondary infections going on.
1: You want your immune system, first of all, to be tuned up. So you want to optimize vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. You want a good multivitamin that has all of those at optimal levels. Um, So go the basics. You need to get your sleep because that also helps your body to fight infections. That's why kids usually have fevers at nighttime more than during the day because that's when the body has the infection-fighting crews out. Um, But candida is another infection that is very, very common in the population. That's yeast overgrowth in the sinuses and in the gut. And, uh, we're familiar with it with the vaginal yeast overgrowth, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you're looking at a six-inch area or nine-inch area versus 30 feet of intestines. Um, so the, the way you tell Candida is present, there's no test that's worth a nickel. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, chronic nasal congestion, mm-hmm. uh, chronic sinusitis, post-nasal drip, irritable bowel syndrome, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, all of these suggest candida. And having candida, especially if you had a sweet tooth with it before, which also suggests candida, makes you more likely for the post-COVID to trigger uh, the chronic post-viral fatigue. Why is that? It's suppressing your immune system and putting a stress on your body.
0: Um, and this is one thing in particular. If you go to your doctor and you say candida, that they're really going to look at you like you got four heads and say, what are you talking about? It's all hot wash. Basically. And I lived through that one. Yeah. And it's Unless, you go to
1: holistic. Unless you go to a oh, holistic God. doctor. There's no test for it. So it doesn't exist. No. I have three... my eyes covered. So you are invisible and I can't see you. So... <laughs> Give me a break. Oh, I've
0: anyway. talked about this before. I mean, in other places and it doesn't really relate here, but you know, hives and chest, all sorts of stuff that mm-hmm. they're telling me, Go take, you know, Xanax and go take Benadryl. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with what was really going on.
1: Yeah, and this is by two Mayo Clinic Journal studies showing that over 90% of chronic sinusitis comes from immune reactivity to fungal elements in the sinuses. And we're been more
0: sensitive to Candida than men, or more prone to it, or women just find out about it because we've got more openings. Oh.
1: You yeah, have more openings. <laughs> it's it's more overt. You come in with a rampant vaginitis and the doctor says there's nothing there. They're going to see the doctor dead on the floor sometime in the next couple of months. Somebody's going to throttle them. It's kind of like shingles. You have the big shingles rash. When you have viral reactivation inside the body and they can't see it, the doctors say there's nothing there. But when it goes on the outer skin mm-hmm. or the vascular, you get those shingles. It's kind of hard to say there's nothing there because you can see it. Right. Um,
0: so how do I? Right, so what? What's the protocol for getting rid of Candida? For for tamping that down?
1: Keeping the sugar down because yeast grow by fermenting sugar. So stop feeding the little buggers. Um, and that includes go,
0: alcohol. That's 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 sweet. No, no, no alcohol is okay.
1: No, they can't ferment alcohol. It's already fermented. All, all the food is gone out of it by the time it's turned into alcohol for them. Wow, I was told don't alcohol, okay. No, what happens though, is some people with candida have trouble tolerating alcohol. It'll mm-hmm. make them feel bad. So you don't have to tell them not to take it because they feel cruddy when they take it. Okay. But it's not hurting you vis-a-vis the candida. Okay, um, so,
0: so then what is sugar? Can they eat fruit or is this literally baked You can eat fruit, eggs? but
1: not fruit juices. In okay. other words, they have an orange with two teaspoons of sugar, God bless, go for it but you have 16 ounces of orange juice that's eight oranges worth of sugar you want to sit down and eat eight oranges as a pop i will sit there and laugh at you and have fun whole food is fine not the fruit juices and not sodas um and then the natural things there's all kinds of things uh, Caprylic or caprylic acid would be one good one um you know the there's berberines, there's uh, grapeseed extract. There's a whole list of different things. If you look up Candida on my website, any articles mm-hmm. will go through them. Um, I will give the medication by Flucan for six weeks, 200 mm-hmm. milligrams a day. Um, I will use things like Lufenuron, which is over the counter. Uh, it's used to kill fleas, actually, but it, it melts the Candida. It's not a chemical that kills fleas, it just melts them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and it melts Candida yeah. too. Internal? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's quite benign you know so it's over the counter um but that's something you really want to get more information on and that's in the book it's uh after you look at uh, real Cause Real cure it'll have them tell you exactly how to get rid of the candida mm-hmm. um and those simple things and give that six weeks chronic sinusitis there's a compounded nose spray that i give with the i can that usually will knock it out you know despite people have had surgery four times and so uh, that'll usually take care of the candida. I will look for other infections, but that's less germane for today.
0: Right. So it's it okay, more about
1: then- because several shows in themselves.
0: <laughs> you, you and I can talk forever. Um, yeah. And then let's go back through the other. Um, I'll call it vitamins and minerals to boost the immune. So you talked about it, but let's go back through that. Um, oh, Multi B zinc uh,
1: and it's for nutrition. Right. People ask, "What nutrient do I need?" And by definition, the answer is all of them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is I don't like people having to take 50 pills to get what they need. Uh, I like, there's a simple vitamin powder. It's called the energy revitalization system. Uh, one drink replaces over 50 pills a day. And I'll challenge you. If if you can get what's in that one drink and less than 35 pills, even less than 50, most people take 60, 70, I give you a free bottle. I've, I've lectured frequently to, you know, nutrition societies with, 400 PhD and MD nutritionists in the audience, nobody's ever been able to do it. It's just one drink, keeps yes. it simple. Uh, the the B vitamins, B complex, magnesium, C, A, D, it's all optimized. Everything except iron and, and uh, essential oils. It just keeps it easy. and have some of the NAC in it and the rest. Um,
0: do you think people so, should be taking iron? Uh, <clears throat> kept it out because not everybody should. As well? You mentioned iron just now. Do you think yeah. people should be taking iron or you kept it out because only few people should be taking it?
1: Iron is pro-oxidative. Yeah. If your iron's not low, you're going to worsen the oxidative problems. Right. You're going to feed the infections and mm-hmm. cause inflammation. Right. Uh, I will, if the ferritin iron level is under 60, I will give the iron
0: separately. Right. That's right. I want to clarify that. The way you said it, it I wasn't sure you want to confirm that you didn't want people taking it. I
1: left it out on purpose. Yes. <laughs> i didn't the essential oils were left out because oil and water don't mix the iron was left out and the i and the vitamin a was kept at optimal levels uh and other things not everything is good and not everything is more is better you want things optimized mm-hmm. and this way it's optimized um it's funny i because mean, i this is
0: you froze jake come back uh-oh I'm gonna fill time for a moment while Jake comes back. Let's see if he comes back. He looks good, though. At least he froze on a good moment. All right, let's see what we're gonna do. On Q10. Hey, Jake, you froze for a minute, so you gotta go back to that.
1: Okay, so I would start with the energy revitalization system vitamin powder. I would also take coenzyme Q10, 200 milligrams a day. Uh, Europharma or Terra Naturally has a chewable one that increases the absorption eightfold. Uh, that's one that I take myself each day also. Um, but if we start with those two things, and then I would add two more things. And if you do these four, a lot of you are going to be feeling pretty close back to yourself, especially if you get something for sleep. Um, but we just published a study, or just submitted a study for publication, using a unique uh, polypeptide uh, serum extract called Recovery Factors. And if you're having uh, chronic fatigue or Uh, post-viral fatigue stuff, I would absolutely go to recoveryfactors, with an S at the end, .com. Um, In the study...
0: What is it? like? What's a unique polypeptide?
1: It's a serum protein extract. Uh, We don't know exactly why it works. It's been used for about 15 years in in hospitals for malnutrition. But we saw all these other complex illnesses were going away in people. And so a colleague of mine and I decided we needed to do a study with it. And in the study, 60% of people uh, who had severe fatigue issues, and this is like Maybe able to get out of the house, or you know, just they, they had to rate themselves a five or less on a zero to ten. Um, found themselves feeling a lot better by within three to four weeks. Uh, Average 69% increase in energy and overall well being, yeah. cognitive function 55%, gut function impre- and improved anxiety went way down. Uh, and we did, we studied in a subgroup pre and post protective antibody levels those shot up 14 percent, which is a lot so it seems to be helping the immune system as well um so for, for anybody in addition,
0: inter- so you gave this to people in addition to all the other in, in, energy in the, revitalization, in in the study
1: to- in this in the study they just got this okay this just the recovery factors that they got mm-hmm. and if anybody would like a copy of the study um you can email me at fatigue f a t i g u e d o c uh at @gmail.com and I'll um, have just ask for the recovery factor study and I'll be happy to send it to you and then I would add the smart energy system because that's going to address the energy as well as, and you can find that on Amazon or wherever um and that will address energy adrenal support uh, the studies on the six components of that are numerous studies so that mix of four things plus taking something for sleep will help most of you really pull out of the tailspin that you're in, get you a really good start at recoveries, simply with those things. There's a lot more that can and should be done. But for so most people, that will give them a really good beginning.
0: So should people that, if they get COVID, and we, you and I have talked in other conversations about um, zinc and vitamin D and things like that, preventatively, that will help help strengthen the immune system and protect them or reduce the risk of having bad COVID. Are, there, are these other things that people should do if they get COVID, no matter how bad or how not, or if they test positive, even if they're asymptomatic, should they do any of this? Okay.
1: What they should do is uh, do the nutritional support we talked about and cutting on the sugar and those kind of things um and that is the main thing to get their immune system really taking care of the problem uh, i would recommend they be on the vitamin powder because i've recommended after the covid that will keep the energy levels high enough to really decrease the risk i think of tripping that circuit breaker that throws you into post viral chronic right. kind of fatigue syndrome i wouldn't take all of these other things as a preventive these are more you know do the multivitamin. Ah, uh, for prevention, and if you have the COVID, at, and bump up the zinc. Uh, but if you're starting to find fatigue and the rest is an issue, once you're past two to three weeks into it, then I would go ahead and start with the other stuff. Okay, but and
0: then nutrition—not as a preventive. You talked about um, high protein for um, for sleep and you t- and for the adrenal fatigue and stuff like that. Also, just in general, they should focus on protein, reduce their carbs. You also talk about salt. We mentioned that earlier as well. That. Mm-hmm. Okay. And does
1: it matter Indeed. if the iodized salt or not? Because everybody's using the sea salt. Yeah. Whatever salt, you know, the, <laughs> if you're doing the vitamin powder, right. you're getting 200 micrograms of iodine, which is optimal. And then that dwarfs what's in the sea salt and those are about well, sea salt's very low in iodine anyway, but even the iodized salt, of course, it, get a good quality salt. You're, because of the low adrenal and other issues going on with the trip, circuit breaker being tripped, uh, people have trouble holding on to water and salt. And unless you have high blood pressure with this disease, most of you will need more salt. And as you know, to the high protein diet, will feel better for most, but see what feels the best for you.
0: Do they need to drink extra water? Mm -hmm. Because most people think that they're drinking a lot of water, they're not anyway. But what's your rule?
1: If you're tired in the afternoon, and this is for healthy people too, a lot of people find, well, I get this 2 p.m. energy slump. Let's mm-hmm. say, drink twelve ounces of cold water, I say it went away in thirty seconds when I did that. It's like, you know. <laughs> oh. you know. <laughs> um,
0: and what's your rule of thumb on water? Because I've heard it. I've heard it all across the board. Are you, in terms of target, is are you a half of your body weight in ounces kind of guy?
1: Well, I'm a kind of guy that think that, that if there were such a place as hell, there'll be a special corner for people who are recommending how many ounces to drink all day and pushing that, where people have to spend eternity counting every ounce of water that they oh. drink every gram of sugar and every gram of salt no no. Listen to your body. If your it's mouth is corner. dry. If if you're not and some people are so inured to noticing when they're thirsty then see how you feel if you're tired drink some water if you find that you guzzle down 12 ounces quickly your body was really low if you find your urine is very dilute not much color to it your urine is is your body water is low if your mouth is dry you're thirsty drink Um, and if but again you'll find when your tank is full and you have a glass of water, you may sip little bits of it, where if it's thirsty, a whole lot will go down at once. And that simple way actually is pretty good at telling you where if your body's running on low versus pretty well hydrated.
0: How come I have had fights with multiple oldsters about mm-hmm. drinking water? And they push You're going to you're gonna lose. No, well, I'm not going to force it down their throat, but <laughs> them, which is why I go, okay, here's a jug. Drink it at so because they're not. They're drinking a few sips at a time. So yeah. sometimes I'm with you in terms of go go with go with your thirst, right? Go if you're thirsty or not. But sometimes you need to kind of give someone a target a little bit because they they, they have a sip and they put it aside
1: they say, or they say I don't like water. Yeah. Then they have here's a quart of, of iced tea, or right. if they're if they are too caffeinated anyway, and um, you know. It, with kids, you can kind of give them reward. And if you finish this each day, you'll get this, you know. Uh, you can do that with oldsters too. But uh, they have learned, hopefully, by that point in their life, that they're not going to get pushed around. You make a recommendation, say, mm-hmm. you might feel better doing this. Here's the picture. You may want to see how you feel if you finish that all day. Mm-hmm. But what they're not going to tell you is that, well, gee, I don't hold my water and it's going to be all over my pants. Or, you know, and if I do this, that's, you know, they. Uh, But the bottom line is they just may not care. Everybody's different. So in general for people, recommend, say, here's something that can help you, maybe even make it available to them, and then step back and let them do what they're going to do or not do what they're not going to do.
0: Oh, I totally get that. You have to respect their space, and you can only recommend, I'm not going to infantilize any oldster. They, They don't deserve that. Never. And it won't work. <laughs> I got enough to fight about. I really want to fight with that one. No way. No. Um, all right. Let's talk about now the, um, oh, wait, briefly exercise, the E of the shine. You mentioned yep. it earlier. So for exercise, even though you don't feel so great, you recommend exercise.
1: Well, with the post-viral fatigue, which is what you'll get through the post-COVID, if you try to jog your way out of it, you're going to be bedridden. <laughs> it's just, um, your body is in an energy crisis, it can only make so much. So if you push too much, uh, you'll feel fine after, but one to two days later, you may find yourself laid out in bed. It's called post-exertional delays. Um, So, but on the other hand, if you feel so tired and you just don't walk at all, you're gonna decondition. Mm -hmm. So you don't wanna decondition, you want somewhere in between. I would start with a simple walking program, see how much you can comfortably walk, where you feel good, tired after, and better the next day. And then stay with that and, you know, increase it by 50 steps a day mm-hmm. until you find, oh, that didn't feel good. And then back it down a bit more, stay there. But after six to eight weeks on the Shine Protocol, you're going to be uh, dramatically increasing energy production. And then you're going to be able to condition instead of crashing. Then you can increase it more.
0: Gotcha. Perfect. All right. Let's talk now about those, those um, depression symptoms, the depression and the anxiety. Um, Which you said, some of that is brain damage and some of that is... Um,
1: not brain damage, but brain injury.
0: Okay.
1: That's not, it's not anything that's not reversible. Yep. So uh, number one, the nutritional things we talked about can help that a lot. Um, in terms of the anxiety... Uh, The hemp oil can be very good. The magnesium and B vitamins can be very helpful. A lot of the stuff we already talked about will take care of it. Um, There are things like Angstio calm, uh, lavender. Uh, For severe cases, uh, there's one that we carry called calming balance. Um, But that's three pills three times a day, and it takes six weeks. But in severe cases, that will usually knock it way back. Uh, But just... um, you know, even some chamomile tea, simple things, theanine, um, a lot of things can naturally come. With the depression, uh, a form of curcumin called CuraMed, and that's the only one I would use, C-U-R-A-M-E-D, 750 milligrams, one twice a day, more effective than Zoloft in repeated head-on studies. Give it six weeks, but that can be dramatic. Uh, let, me, another...
0: let me just double check, Jake, as you're going on. These are protocols for people that have the fatigue syndrome, the COVID fatigue syndrome-associated depression or anxiety. This is not the brain injury piece of it.
1: Mm, no, correct? no, it's all of those.
0: This is for all of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And the curcumin is incredibly anti-inflammatory. One, it's one of the most effective and safest things there is for inflammation. So the cure med is reasonable for the whole post-COVID uh, process it wasn't studied for that but in terms of the mechanism it would be you know even i personally take 750 milligrams every day i feel fantastic i feel great but the health benefits are just so incredible that i figure okay i don't take a lot of pills but i put that in my little mix of what i do um and if i had the post-covid i would be doing one or two twice a day certainly if i had the depression i would be doing that um But the other key thing, because a lot of you are going to have brain fog, the brain fog may just, and that may be one of the most devastating symptoms. Um, The brain fog may just be part of the post-viral CFS. Mm -hmm. That's a classic part of it. But because this illness can cause uh, irritation in the brain tissues, there's a compounded medication. You'll have to go to a compound holistic physician um, and ask for low-dose naltrexone. There's a website, org. and you'll see um, it's used in countless autoimmune diseases. If this medic- there's so many studies on it, and it, it settles down the brain inflammation. If this was a patentable medication, they'd be, every doctor would be using it, and they'd be charging forty thousand, twenty four thousand dollars a year for it. But it's sixty cents to a dollar a day from the compounding pharmacy. So.
0: And you don't need a prescription have, for it is it is you do not need
1: a prescription you, you need do. to go to a holistic doctor um but if you have a compounding pharmacy near you they can you can just ask what doctor's prescribe lodos naltrexone and call around and see who's cheapest and just get a visit for that i do medicine is a beautiful
0: thing did you tell
1: well, <laughs> it's you know but they'll have to do an entire intake they can't just say hi here's your name right. and here's thing, but um, it's simple, it's straightforward, it takes six weeks, I'm sorry, it takes two months to start working, two months to ten weeks. So you need to be um,
0: with it for a while, don't expect you need, you it to give it, give it
1: ten weeks, don't expect much anything in the first right. eight
0: weeks. Right, okay, what else do we need to know? Parting well, shot, my friend.
1: Well, these are the key things. What you need to know is, if you have the paradox of you know persistent fatigue and symptoms more than ten weeks after COVID, or if you just have these symptoms in general even without COVID, if you have the paradox of can't sleep despite being exhausted, you trip the circuit breaker that controls sleep called the hypothalamus. You have developed the either regular or post-viral cfs if you have widespread achiness you have the fibromyalgia with it what you need to know is these are incredibly treatable the problem is not lack of effective treatment it's lack of physician education um so know that these are treatable my website will point you in the right direction um again most university centers you look it up If they have anything, they'll say, well, do cognitive behavioral therapy. No.
0: (laughs) Well, and again, the cocktail of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications that my friend was on was frightening. And he said that he had already been backed off a lot of stuff. I mean, there's, because again, a lot of, they're they're treating as they understand what to do. Depression, let me give you this symptom, this suppress. You have aches, let me give you this. Versus understanding the, the underlying complex
1: let let your friend know again. Do the the vitamin powder, the curamed, and he. I would if he has severe depression. I would get something called saffron lift. Mm-hmm. Give all of those six weeks together. Yeah. It can change his life.
0: All right. Well, now everybody out there, if you know people that are out there that that are suffering as he is, and and it's a significant yeah. number of people that are getting this depression. Um,
1: yeah. Depression, anxiety, a whole host of things. So, but again, all of this is treatable. It just really is. And it's kind of a shame that the problem is that every treatment I mentioned today is cheap. Yeah. Which means your doctor will not hear about it. First of all, it can't go through the FDA process because it's too cheap. Cost costs $400 million to put something through the FDA process. It's not doable. And your doctor only pretty much hears, predominantly hears about what the drug company voices in his head are saying. At the, the conferences, proto- journals, advertising. The doctors aren't going to hear about the stuff.
0: And these are protocols that you've been using for decades. With your patients. Uh, so they're, ever they're, since they're ever
1: since I had it in 1975.
0: <laughs> so they're safe and they're well very well tested and you've done a lot of studies on it. And again, I want everybody I just want to reinforce to everybody because there's this, you know, COVID as as this epic, you know, bigger than anything mm-hmm. illness that's ever come, this is not unique. So this is not just post-COVID fatigue. This is not just post-COVID brain fog. That this is I'll call it normal, not pleasant, but it's normal for post being sick and post viral sickness in particular.
1: It, it is common from literally dozens of, literally dozens of different infections can trigger this. And the others don't get the attention because they're not COVID, but <laughs> if anything, COVID, COVID, what can we, you know, so it's getting attention. It is a is, flag. A, which is a silver lining yes. because now they're finally paying attention to uh, even Dr. Fauci. Who also, by the way, takes vitamin D and C, even though they, he doesn't recommend it, right. but he takes it himself for the COVID. Uh, not not the an NIH or CDC recommendation, but he is recognizing that what we're talking about today is the post-COVID, uh, post-viral CFS.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, Let's he, a quick reminder to everybody: what's what's the prevention protocol that they should be taking?
1: Again, as as uh, out, just it's throw zinc, that in there for them again. Zinc, fifty milligrams a day for one month. And then 15 milligrams a day, um, and then uh, at, at first sign of any symptoms, while waiting for the test, go back up to 50 milligrams of zinc a day. Um, the vitamin A, 2,500 units of the retinol form, is critical as vitamin D. Uh, I like 1,000 units, but you can even go up as high as 5,000. Certainly, if there are symptoms. Reasonable to do ten thousand a day for, or even twenty-five thousand a day for a week or two. Um, vitamin K, one hundred units a day. To make this simple, uh, I like to give the Energy Revitalization System vitamin powder plus something called Virapro, V-I-R-A-P-R-O. I take one scoop of the powder and one viral myself every day um has the elderberry and the rest too which is a good idea to take if you're early in the disease um if i were to have symptoms of the covid i would increase the viral to one twice a day um and then uh andrographis is another herb that looks like it could have very strong activity i don't do that for prevention but if i had symptoms i would start on the andrographis
0: while I have you, can I, I'm going to stretch one more minute here. There's a lot of talk about the flu season and COVID and then, you know, kind of, it's going to be double, triple bad. Anything, any thoughts in particular? With Be regarding- afraid,
1: be very afraid. And there's a lunar eclipse. Ah! Come on, come on, come on, come
0: on. Go on. back in your game. Turn so anything off. in particular that people should know about, you know. Yes. Is that- the
1: media is trying to scare you to death and make you hate each other. Turn it off. okay Okay. i I just go i go straight to the research and i tear the data apart to see what it shows and that i'll believe the stuff in the media god bless them they're nice people but it is a how do i say a dramatization
0: Mm
1: -hmm. which is another way of saying a fiction and it is geared to scare you to death if you feel like taking the flu vaccine especially over 65 you feel like taking it take it if not don't I'm not taking the flu vaccine myself because the things I do I think keeps my immune system strong and I feel fine with it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be traveling, I'll be lecturing in Florida in December and then I'll be coming back to Hawaii and a week later going and going to D C and from there to Germany and it's I'm not I just to me, it, I don't feel like I want to do the flu vaccine, so I'm not going to. But there's nothing wrong with doing it. Just see what feels best to you.
0: Okay, so there's nothing in particular that you're concerned where they're worrying about this double whammy of the flu and COVID happening at the same time and making people. It's normal
1: to have hundreds of infections in the environment. The key is to optimize your nutrition, you know, and get your sleep, stay hydrated, and your immune system is just fine at handling these things.
0: All right. I love your encouragement everybody hear that? Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, vitality101.com, and his Cures A to Z app, and he will no doubt be back with me again another day. Right. I look forward. All right. Don't forget, everybody, tell everybody else about these videos. Have them come here. Post your questions. If you have any questions from what we were talking, we didn't we didn't get to talk about them at all, put them up there. Jake and I will answer them. We'll make sure that you get answers. And everybody, please stay safe and stay healthy. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I'm talking to Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum about another frightening aspect of COVID, lingering effects of the virus that include fatigue, depression, heart and lung damage, and more. As the medical community continues to learn about this new disease, it's vital that you have the knowledge you need to keep you and your family safe. Dr. Teitelbaum is just one of thousands of top experts who are part of the brain trust for our flagship publication, Bottom Line Personal, where we provide guidance to help you live happier, wealthier, and healthier. Our experts share insights on not just preventing and beating disease, but on all aspects of your life, including managing your money, smart home repair, better relationships, improved emotional health, how to find bargains, unique travel destinations, smart tax strategies, and so much more. Bottomline Personal has been helping people lead more informed and vibrant lives for nearly 50 years with our actionable and double fact-checked advice. Subscribe today get a free bonus book, Bottom Line's Best Bets, full of some of our experts' greatest tips of all time. Just go to BottomLineInc.com forward slash expert podcast. That's BottomLineInc.com forward slash expert podcast.